Ross and the GG. Fill the band up with bands. Get a little bro, them a job. You can come get rich with us. You gon' eat or you gon' stop. What's up, GTTS gang? Welcome to another episode of Girl Talk Dad. It's your girl, Steph, a.k.a. Baby Girl. And it's your girl, Doc. Put some respect on my name. Period. Listen, y'all, welcome to episode six. We have dived deep in relationships, mm-hmm. expectations, and how we feel about some of the hard topics. Um, we're shifting gears here, though. We're, and we're digging even deeper, Doc. Mm. We going into family ties. Family okay. ties. <laughs> so you know i come from a very small family mm-hmm. stuff comes from a very big family right. so this episode is really going to dig into how our upbringing and our past contribute to who we are what we do and oftentimes how we love so let's dive into the heart of the matter what's your family dynamic growing up stuff so as doc mentioned i come from a really big family like mom's side is big, dad's side is like even bigger. And it's just a big, um, we're really big. One thing about it is that I did not grow up in the same household as mom and dad. Um, however, I was in my dad was in my life. Obviously, I lived with my mom. Um, I lived with my dad for um a short period of time in New York. So he was like always in the picture, but it was always me living with my mom. That was like the the parent that I was living with, Um, but never had both of them in the same household. Um, I mean, over the years growing up, I have a total of seven brothers. I have only one sister and I have like a shitload of cousins. Mm -hmm. Like you guys can see when I'm out or somewhere and I'm with my family, you guys see that it's mostly like my cousins and things like that. And I mean, the family's just growing even bigger because I have nieces and nephews and it's just expanding. But um, I do have a really big family. We are very, very, very close. Like we are close knit. And that's probably where I get my family oriented vibe like I want family I I listen a requirement for me honey is my man has to be very 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 family oriented honey because my family is nothing to play with like you gotta be all in we're like game nights traveling we are Mm -hmm. holidays we are doing all of that I mean um even now this year, we're trying to kick off like one day where we come together as a family and we do like a field day and everybody is just there together. Those are the type of things that my family does. And um, I'm so like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm such a family girl. Like you wouldn't even understand. Like I'm such a family girl. Um, my mom is my best friend and I had to grow into that because I was, yes, once young and lying to my mama and sneaking around with boys <laughs> and doing all this stuff. I had to get my hair, my ass dragged out of cars a couple times from my mama. Um, but it just developed our relationship just even deeper. Cause now I don't mm-hmm. hold anything from, I mean, me and my mom, right. we, sit and we talk about sex, we talk about everything. Um, and it, that really started when I was younger, when I was a teenager, I want to say maybe 17, 18 years old, when I was like, you know what? Why am I even hiding anything from my mama? Like at this point, because at the end of the day, that lady right there is going to have my back like nobody else, nobody else. So that developed until my mom being my best friend. Um, 
my dad, I'm a daddy's girl. I'm his only girl. He has nothing but boys. So you could imagine that princess treatment that I like, I crave and I just want it to be like, treat me like a queen. Mm -hmm. I get it from my daddy. Um, and I, I don't know, man. I just, I really love it. There's a lot of things that in my family that I feel that, um, that stems from the things that I kind of go through today as far as like my mom and her past and things like that. But I really have a big, at summary, I have a really big family. And, yeah, and we're just so close. Like, we're really close. <laughs> they're so close and they're yeah. all so funny. Right. A complete blast to be around. <laughs> we like, all comedians over here, honey. We all Yes, comedians. like you would literally want to be adopted by all of like Steph's family and cousins <laughs> and and like let's just say for the record, mom is just fucking beautiful. Okay. <laughs> like when I say all her offspring, like the kids That's are gorgeous, y'all. Go to go to Steph's page and go look at her family. Like oh, all good looking people. Check them out because I'm always posting them. I'm always around them. Like, no, for real, for real. Like, I be looking at my brothers and sisters. My mom always, be, she be like, man, I made some beautiful ass kids. Wait, but I, not, not yeah. your dad, though. Let's talk about <laughs> that. Not your dad coming under your recent post. And he's like, though, I'm not just saying this because I'm your dad, but you are just absolutely stunning. Me yeah, going, oh, oh my God. That's oh. my daddy. I love him. Girl, everybody's obsessed with my dad. Cause my dad is just like oh, he's young fine. looking, he's fine ass, ghost looking from power. Like everybody, every time I post my dad, they be like, um, their daddy married. Listen, the <laughs> Ladies, in, in for the me. record, my father is married. I think he's been married for like 23 years. He Yo, is he married, married and fine. Okay. okay. Married and fine. And I'm not too lesbian to see that. He's fine. <laughs> I, parents, <laughs> I think my parents did a really good fucking job raising me as best as they can, living in the projects, living fucking on welfare and food stamps and all that good stuff. And my mama having five kids, all five of her kids by the age of 25. That's a whole nother different story. But my mama being very young and having all her kids and taking care of every last one of us. Like that lady is a definition of a hustler. Okay. Like she made it work. Right, right. She made it work. So shout out to all the single mothers. Okay. She was a single mom once upon a time and then she got married. But shout out to all y'all. Y'all be doing it. Y'all be killing it. Y'all really be killing it. Doc is an amazing mother. She Thank ain't you. a single mama, but she amazing mama. Okay. No, I just got to not be a single. <laughs> right, right. She just not got to be a single, but still, my dog is a great mother. Thank you, Frank. <laughs> what about your family, dog? Talk to me. Talk to me. Talk to me. Woo! I mean, it's polar opposite. Um, right. Anybody who's been on my page, you guys will see. I just made a post when I was in Miami. Um, it was really important for me to take free where I'm from. Mm. Um, so often we see, you know, South Beach and the all of that. Lamb. Exactly. <laughs> and that's not Miami. So I needed to show her, yo, like... <laughs> I don't grew up in the beans that you see on first 48. Like right. I don't live there. I lived in Scott projects. I lived in Lincoln field projects. And I took her to um, the house that I grew up in, which was the trap house. Mm. So a lot of people don't know that, but like I literally grew up in the house where the crackhead stayed. So yes. my mom was um, on drugs pretty much up until I was like 12 years old. Um, 
I don't know my biological father. Mm. So I just kind of had a series of in and out stepfathers, basically. But me and my brother, we basically lived in a room in the back of the house. So we would be, you know, kind of alone. So I had some really good teachers that really looked out for me and my brother. So, you know, they would give us food or clothes or whatever. And I begged them not to call CPS because I knew that they would probably separate us. Mm. So, yeah, it was it was it wasn't the easiest, you know, a lot of shit as a kid and trying to, you know, take care of my brother who was hit by a car when he was four. And oh, I'm no. five, so he was disabled. And then six months later, my mom got hit by a car, broke okay. both legs. So it was, yo, trust me, for me to be sitting here with a whole doctorate and like successful, I'm grateful every day. Yeah. Like, for so sure. when I say made it out the mud, made it out the mud. But, um, what to you, man? Yeah. I mean, they say that like your situation could make or break you or mm-hmm. you know you could be a product of your environment mm-hmm. i should technically be either a drug addict or alcoholic or whatever and i'm not like right. those are things that i never ever gravitated towards because i i saw the effects of it firsthand yeah so go through that a lot of people go yeah. through that struggle a lot of people mm-hmm. are so proud when I say proud, they are like screaming to the top of their lungs because of what they, um, the environment that they grew up in. And you have right. them, you know, graduating college and and maybe not yep. graduating college, but being successful and, you know, doing all yeah. these different things, total opposite of what um, their environment, their upbringing would have, you know, geared them to it, had they followed that path of, you know, maybe their their peers and, and, you know, family members and things like that. So a lot of people deal with that, man. Being in Miami, we like, we know a lot of people deal with that. And there's other cities that are like right. probably far more worse than the things that we probably see down here. But a lot of people, um, you know, a lot of, I know a lot of people that that's done that. And, and they, man, kudos to y'all because... The world be like, nah, y'all not. We are gonna put you through this. We are gonna put you through hell. Oh yeah, this and it's like, yeah, no, I'm not doing that. Who after who after who? But you know, luckily, I had some. You know, like my mom is black. My biological father is Puerto Rican. But the way that I grew up, I grew up surrounded by a bunch of Latins. So the people who was taking care of me and feeding me. If it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be as connected to that side of me. Yeah. So I literally grew up with people from like <laughs> the Dominican Republic. I really had a best friend. Her family was from Nicaragua. Mm-hmm. That's how I got like hooked on platanos and she was making that every day. So <laughs> when I, because I didn't know my biological father, when I got old enough, I was like, yo, what if I'm not even do a dna test right right (laughs) yo i was like i don't know because i don't know them but now i did the um the ancestry dna kit and now it it was pretty accurate she told me exactly where i'm from even the black side it even said my mom's side is from like north carolina and that's exactly what she said Mm. so the test is very very detailed and will tell you what tribe 
you're from in Africa. <laughs> like, apparently, I'm from you're the like Congo tribe. 9% from Kenya. Yeah. <laughs> But it definitely said, um, you know, like West Indies and Puerto Rico and all this stuff. So whoever that man is out there. Okay. Now I know. Right. Um, but, you know, that's it. So we're not a, a I don't have a, a tight knit family. So it's very different than yours. Mm-hmm. There's not like a gang of us. You know, I have three brothers. I'm the oldest and I'm the only girl. Um as I said, one of my brothers is disabled. My baby brother, like, that's my dog. Yeah. That fool is only 18. I'm 36. So he was born when I was in high school. But that's who I'm really, really tight with. I don't have the tightest relationship with my mom. Um, Don't have a relationship with her husband. I have, like, a couple of cousins, my first cousins. We just kind of talk here and there. Mm-hmm. So because of that, it's really important for me to raise my son in a way that I always wanted. Right. So I love seeing, you know, families like your like kicking it because you guys are family, but you guys are like friends and like yeah. that, that type of dynamic I think is so dope. So yeah, for sure. And a lot of people do that too. When they have kids, they are either raising their kids um, the way that they wished Mm-hmm. They were, you know, raised or or the, the upbringing or, you know, how they wish their family would have been. And then um, you have the flip side who, you know, people who's been raised in that and that and they're so used to that. So they like, no, like I want this and I want to continue that. Right. Um, some people don't, you know, they don't grow up with that affection. They mm-hmm. don't grow up with that love. They don't grow up with, you know, all these different things. And it's funny because a long time ago. I wanted to, and I started one, um, and and life. I let life get in the way of it. I started a nonprofit organization, and it was really pinned on this, where it was to encourage young girls, right, who don't get that in their household, who yep. don't get mommy to say, I'm beautiful, you're beautiful, baby, you don't need to be in society and, and do what they're saying you need to do and how you need to look and, you know, different things like that. Because I think that's a big part of kids growing up, like having that mom to support you, having that dad to support you, sitting there, tell, you know, talking to your dad, not being afraid to talk to your parents. You know, yeah. that a lot of that stuff stems and and from the things that we deal with now in relationships. Believe it or not, it's a lot of things that we deal with that growing up, we bring it into our traumas and our lives now into teenager, into relationships, into boyfriend, into girlfriend, into all these different things. And it's, it's, it really is something that, you know, that it affects it. I feel like at this point we could even jump into, since this episode is about family ties, like what are some things that impacts, you know, our lives stemming from how we were raised so you know just touching on even something that I said about me not being as close with my mom mm-hmm. but then also logical father then that leads to you know mommy issues daddy issues right and how people project those things in their relationships so I found myself even now I have never had a grandparent, technically, 
So obviously, mm. since I don't know my dad's side, but then my mom's side, my grandma died before I was even born. And then she didn't really have a close relationship with her father. So I didn't see this man until it was his funeral. Mm. So watching people's, you know, dynamics, like with their grandmas and grandpas, and then also moms and dads, I always think, I always have like these moments when I'm just like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> when I like, just like the moment that I, because I, I was serious when your dad wrote the comment under your photo. I was yeah. like, that, that is just incredible. Because I think of all the little girls like me and that are growing mm -hmm. up. Um, for those of you who don't know, I'm an administrator, basically a principal at a school. So I watch these kids who don't have father figures and who really yeah. don't have really good mother figures. And they struggle. They really struggle with that. So how do you feel like daddy and mommy issues impact how people are are um, now? It definitely does impact that. Hence, stemming from where I wanted to go with that nonprofit organization, where mm -hmm. having your dad and a lot of people don't have their dads in their life. A lot of people we all know we we grow up not having both parents in in our household. Um, some people don't even know their father. Hence, you know, you were like, I, yeah, I don't know. Hey, man, but I know he there, but I don't know. I wasn't, I didn't grow up with him. I, um, I didn't get that type of love from him. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I, you know, I uh, saw on TV from Iyanla Van Zandt, where she mm -hmm. had fixed my life. She said, um, she was, it was some episode and she was talking to a girl and she said, one thing that women look for in men are their fathers. They look for their fathers, what they're missing from their dad, their in relationships. Hmm. And when I, they're like, you date your father. Every they, That's all she kept saying was like, you date your father or you try to date your father or something like that. Not in the craziest sense as it, it sounds, but I got it in a way it's like, that's been in my life, that grew up with me, that raised me, all these other things, is treating me like this queen on this earth. Right. Why am I ever going to allow a man to not even come close? Like, why am I not going to, like, how am I going to allow you not to treat me like that? Like, th no. You, my dad treats me like this queen because then that's what he treats me like. I'm this queen. And I'm going to grow up thinking and knowing but I'm this queen, I'm this person, mm -hmm. I'm, you know, all these things. So when you get into school, you get into, you know, all these other things, a lot of that, my theory is that a lot of that can go out the fucking window. All this stuff that your dad taught you and, and, and right. all these affirmations can go out the window because then now you're in society. Now you're in boys and all these different personalities and, and you know, all these fucking toxic ass goddamn boys and you get into that so a lot of people stem away from it from what their upbringing upbringing is and some people really stand on it like no my daddy treat me like a queen you ain't coming in my life not yeah. treating me like no queen i don't care and just like how my dad is now my dad is probably my biggest fan when it comes to a man he knows that i'm beautiful i'm smart i'm intelligent i'm this i'm that i can be whatever it is that i want to be when i grow up i'm 33 but whatever it, that's how my dad is that's what i would want to look for in a man like i want you to be all about me i would want you to mm -hmm. 
you know, praise me like that. Like, just be my fan. Like, because you know you got a badass woman next to you. So <laughs> be, be that, right? So, and if I didn't have that, I would probably look, I would probably look for that. Like, damn, I never had a dad. I wonder how that feels. So now I'm looking into men to to get what I'm missing, what I've been missing in, right. in you know, not having a dad in my life. So it's very much a, a very impactful thing when it comes to relationships as far as um, mommy, daddy issues. Right. Mommy issues. This yeah. is this is a this is a big one for me because mom was like the number one parent in my household for me. Mm-hmm. Um and so having my mom right in my life where I've seen my mom um of course she had her baby daddies. Um my mom got married. The man that my mom married took in my mom with five kids, right? That was my my ex stepfather, um, and having him come into our lives and take take us under his wing mm-hmm. and see how my mom seeing how my mom treated him in a way was like, um, my mom had I don't know I feel like my mom had her own growing up to do because she was so young having Mm -hmm. all of us we all grew literally we all grew up with my mom like we're in clubs with my mom we're like everything we grew (laughs) up with my mom so and we're still in clubs with my mom but that's when here or there but still I think my mom had a lot growing up to do so us me seeing that is like I'm growing up right next to her Mm -hmm. my mom is very independent Mom, I've been paying rent since I was like 15 years old, like contributing to rent, bills, all that stuff. Cause my mom was on like survivor mode. Like it was, no, I got to make sure my kids are fed. I got to make sure that there's food in this house or right. under my kid's head. I mean, on top of my kid's head, beds for them. And we never went without. When I say it could have been the bare minimum, we never went without. I get my nurturing side from her because she always like, she caters. Like I want to make sure everybody's good. Everybody's all my kids are good. Everybody's good. I will have the last if I, if I needed it, but everybody is good. I get that from her. Um, And the flip side of, of that is that I can take that and, it can be a disadvantage for me and it could be an advantage for me. It could be a disadvantage if I cater to the wrong person. Right. It can be an advantage to me if, of course, I, I cater to a man that, that we're, the, the feeling is mutual and, and we're there and, and that's my king and that's what we're going to do. But it, the disadvantage is catering to the wrong person. That they can take advantage of me knowing that I'm going to be there. They can step over me. They can do all these things. And I get that side from my mom. So a lot of it, I feel stems from your mom, your dad, and then society. Here comes society. It's like you grow up, right? And then you get as a teenager, and then you get, and then society comes and plays a huge part into the way that we handle relationships and things like that. It does. So I mean, it's, it's a, a but just part. to touch on something that you said, even like we could talk about that because men, you both have like this caretaker complex. Yeah. So 
because of the way that you grew up, but really, like, even just reflecting on my own life, I grew up taking care of my brother, right? Mm. And I, in a lot of ways, I grew up taking care of my mom. Yeah. So I didn't really focus on myself. So even now in my adult life, it's so present. So I'm going to take care of you even when I feel like you're not taking care of me. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. a part of like, you know, taking care of the wrong people, you're right. Because there's so many relationships that I look back on and I'm trying to figure out why. Right. Yeah. So yeah. at some point I did realize, you know, you could kind of be addicted to being mm -hmm. a caretaker. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it really does have a negative impact because you, you like to feel needed. Yeah. So when you don't feel that thing, it's like, okay, so now that I'm like dating this self-sufficient, you know, like strong woman, it was an adjustment. It was an adjustment for someone to be like, what do you need? Like, I'm good. I can do this. I got it. And I'm just looking like, so you don't need me? So you don't need me? Yeah. So it, it really does take some stepping back to make sure that you have a balance and you can still be yourself right so I love that because like Brie still allows me to be myself I can still cater to her and you know bring her plate to her and like what do you want to drink or let me make this lunch for you to go or whatever but it feels good to actually have a balance and some reciprocity yeah for people also feeding you mm -hmm. so I definitely would say family ties and dynamics, it influences so much of what we do. But I do think once we become self-aware, that's when the real like joy comes. Because once you can kind of check and curb your own behaviors, you've made some progress. Yeah, that's for sure. That is for sure. That's a big one, man. I think that's a really big one as far as that mommy daddy issue, bringing that mm -hmm. in, into a relationship, because even not having um, affection, if you didn't have that with, you know, a, a mom or a dad, you bring that shit into your new relationship where you're like, don't touch yep. me. Don't hug me. You're not you're not that affectionate person. And then just imagine dealing with someone who's affectionate and you're yeah. not getting that. And then now you're going to start thinking, well, damn, like. You don't want to, you don't want to hug me. You don't want to love me, you know, love me and all this other stuff. Like, and, um, you know, you just have that, that type of neglect. You'll feel that type of neglect and, you know, it, it's just, it plays a big part in it. It does. It does. And then if you think about it, then that also ties into how we choose relationships and partners. Mm -hmm. Like, what do you what are you looking for? Like, I found myself always gravitating towards like, like a certain type of like dominance. And I'm just like, why? Because I a, didn't have the father figure. Right. So I never had a strong male. Right. Mm -hmm. But then I never really had a strong female presence either. Right. Yeah. So me being lesbian it is interesting because that's exactly what I like. I like a strong female presence, but that has like some masculine tendencies. Yeah. 
So when I, you know, psychoanalyze my damn self, I'm like, hmm. I mean, that 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 makes sense to me because it's the, the one thing that I really didn't have. And I didn't have like that guidance. So I find myself saying, hey, if I'm going to be with you, I need to be with somebody that has some depth that I can learn something from and that I could like blindly trust mm-hmm. and for you to lead. Because I never had that. So my phrase is, look, I go to work all day and I'm a boss. When I come home, I want to take that hat off completely. Yeah. So I definitely feel like how you're raised definitely has an impact on your relationships. Obviously for you, you touched on that, you know, from how your dad treats you and you have like these you have these stipulations and these expectations on how a man is going to treat you because mm-hmm. the primary man in your life has set that tone. Yep. That is a fact. Yep. That is a fact. Um, how about um, you as far as growing up on love versus like survival? Like, Ooh. what are your thoughts about that? Like, what do you... I feel like you... I already know that you kind of grew up on that survival mode. Right. But what type of impact do you feel that that has on you now? A major impact because I feel like it's taken me almost my whole life to just know how to relax. Mm. So I've dated so many people and they're like, you just don't know how to chill. Like, chill, chill. And I never really understood what that meant, honestly, into dating Brie. Mm. So... It wasn't, I think I took it on the surface of like, what do you mean? Like, I know how to, you know, sit down somewhere, but it was really just, I always just had to be doing something like even in the house, Mm. I got to be cleaning something. I got to be doing something. Like I had a hard time shutting down. So even now it impacts me because in my career, I thrive on putting out fires, right? Every single day, if there's a fire, if there's 15 things to do, I'm not stressed. I'm thriving. I'm moving from point A to point B everywhere, right? But when it's calm, it's weird to me. It's weird. Mm. So it seems as though like that survival complex, mm-hmm. like I'm good at it. Yeah. Like I'm I'm good at it. If you need you need something done, you need something figured out, call doc. You need a paper in 10 minutes. <laughs> like I'll bust it out. But when it's calm, it's it's like I found I almost felt like something was wrong. Mm. So I had to adjust, even like in this current relationship, I had to adjust because when there was silence, I'm like, You good? You all right? And she's like, Yes, babe, like I'm fine. So I'm just like, okay. And it wasn't until then that I'm like, oh my God, what if I, I'm just so used to chaos yeah, and just thriving on surviving day to day that maybe I really don't know how to fucking chill. Maybe I don't know how to just sit down and accept the love right? because I'm looking for something to survive on every day. Right, very much something. Oh. Yeah. yeah, very much something <laughs> every day. So basically, Brie was like, "Sit your ass down. There's nothing, right, right, <laughs> right. nothing to be tripping about." So definitely, um, love versus survival is a real thing. 
um, if you didn't grow up in a house, in a dynamic full of love, I do think that it makes it more difficult to not only recognize when you're genuinely receiving it, Mm -hmm. but I honestly think it makes it more difficult to just accept it without question. Yeah. Because now you're skeptical because you Mm -hmm. don't really know what it Mm -hmm. feels like. Mm -hmm. You didn't watch Mm -hmm. it growing up. You didn't receive it. You didn't feel it. So now when somebody's giving it to you, I felt like I was always like, but what's the catch? Yeah. But why? Like, what do you want from me? Because everybody wants something from me. Right. Like, you can't just want just me. Right. No, I'm not enough. Like, what is it? Mm Mm-hmm. So so it's a Mm -hmm. real thing, people. But again, I did therapy. I did all types of things. You know, I had whole as social media breaks and just sat with myself. And a lot of people really need to do that. Like sometimes you really need to break all the way down to come out of that and kind of come from a place of evolution. Yeah. So what you feel like? Because, you know, you you do have mom and dad, not in the same household, but. I feel like, um, I feel like honestly, it was a tad bit of both. It was, Mm -hmm. I had that love. I had that, um, affection. I had that type of, uh, growing up, not, I'm not going to say it was like old peaches and cream and oh my God, I was, you know, fed with a silver spoon, but I also had that survival mode. Hence, when I was seeing about my mom being like, right. she was on survival mode. She So I saw that growing up. And so, you know, I had both of that. So I'm in a sense of, it, it kind of stems back to the, the healthy toxic thing. So when you, I never had a healthy relationship. So when I haven't had it, I'm like, well, when I get it, what do I do with it? Like, how do I, like, what do I do? You know? So I'm just like, um, I'm just here trying to figure out like, what is it that I'm either missing that I haven't like, I haven't experienced that. So there's something missing there that I haven't experienced it. Not saying that it has anything to do with me or it has anything to do with anyone else. I just haven't experienced it. So I don't know what it looks like. I think I know what it looks like from my daddy like being super, mm-hmm. you know, that's my dad. He's my super number one fan. So I'm like, okay, it probably looks like that. And then, um, and then of course, whatever I know just in the world and just experiences. But I definitely um, think I kind of grew up on both as far as that survival and that love. And I just pray that one day it just happens and I am ready to accept it. And it, you know, it just comes naturally. Mm-hmm. And it just and it just happens, man. Because that's all I I aspire to be is just happy, just whatever that looks like, just happy and and not struggling and trying to like pull things out of people. And and I just pray that you know I know what affection looks like because I am affectionate. So I feel like I know what that looks like. I know what um I know what it looks like to be insecure because I was that once upon a time where it's like I'm not good enough. Like you right. gotta be doing you doing all these things to me. I must not be good enough. Because right. I had the infidelity. I had all these other things. And it's like um 
that really had an impact on it. So I think I kind of, you know, I think I kind of grew up on both and you, it's, it's probably a good thing growing up on both. Cause you kind of just have, you know, a little bit, you touch on a little bit of, of certain things, you know what it feels like. And then, you know, on the flip side, you know what survival mode is and you know, that grind and you know, you know, all these other things. Um, and I, I just think that it has a big impact. This is like a real, like a huge thing for, I'm like such a, uh, um, I'm looking for a word, but I can't find the word that I'm looking for. <laughs> um, but I just agree with it. I'm just like, yeah, I stand by it. I stick by it that our upbringing and our family ties has a lot to do with what we bring into this world and not just relationship guys. We're not talking about just relationships. We're literally right. talking about like you as a person. Who you are. Yes. Who you All are. Like yeah. that really can stem. It's not just relationships. Being at work, your work, you know, um, ethic, your, you yep. know, different things like that. Like it, it's a lot. Like it, it, being a student, you know, it's just, um, it's a really big, it's a big thing. I think it comes full circle in a lot of things that we do today and how we are as people. I agree. For sure, for sure. <laughs> Whew. Right? That was a that was a big one. Now we can sigh, people. Everybody can take that deep breath in, inhale, and exhale. <laughs> it is like therapy on a podcast. So I hope that you know people connect to how much of and, and I hope that people are just open to listening to constructive feedback mm -hmm. it's such a hard thing to do but you really have to listen I think we all have our own trauma we all have our habits but sometimes you don't realize what type of habits you have that really literally might stem from how you grew up your mindset and that trauma that's associated with it so that is a part of honestly sitting with yourself analyzing yourself looking at your own habits and noticing if there's any patterns if there's any themes because a lot of times we have a lot of failed situations mm -hmm. and we don't want to look at the pattern and sometimes the pattern is you yeah sometimes the pattern is you for sure for sure Woo! <laughs> well, we covered a lot today like we hope that this episode gave you all some introspection into, you know, how your family ties supports all that you are and all that we do. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we promised that we would get into social issues, family, relationships. It's all on the table, man. It's yeah. all on the table. <laughs> we appreciate y'all rocking with us. Next week, we're going, you know, we're going to jump into a hot topic. Mm. Um, one of my fave things to I'm, talk about. Yeah, <laughs> I like this complex of the alpha female. Yeah, like what's the hype over being submissive and dominant? Mm. I love those two words. Yep. Um, definitely got to take it back to the streets and hear what a man prefers and why. Definitely gonna do that. So initially, I just kind of wanted to hear the the stud perspective right mm -hmm. but this time kind of took it to the films yeah. and the aggressive films and just just wanted the the female perspective so the dynamic is just so different with a more masculine or more feminine woman 
Yeah. So it's going to be juicy, y'all. So make sure y'all tune in next week. We're going to continue to bring you the real <laughs> and the raw and the unfiltered. <laughs> we'll see y'all next week on GTTS. Gang, gang. What's happening, GT? Feel the band over with bands. Get a little bro, them a job. You can come get rich with us. You gon' eat or you gon' starve.